welcome back to the Plugin for More podcast. Today's episode, we sit down and talk with the All Electric family. The All Electric family is a popular YouTube and Instagram, and they're pretty big on TikTok as well. You can find them there. Their handle is All Electric Family, except on Twitter, All Electric Fam. Uh, their messaging is pretty simple. It's about EV ownership and making that transition to show that it isn't that hard. And they're here to share with us their story and tips and tricks that they've learned to help you on your transition to EV ownership. Yeah, one of the things that I really thought was interesting about them and one of the reasons I first started listening to them and watching their TikTok videos is because they have a Rivian R1T, which is the pickup truck, and they tow a Airstream with it. And that really caught my eye. They also have been in EVs for a long time. So they start out with a 2012 Model S and Model X, and they also have a Ford F-150 Lightning. So if you like the comparisons between those two trucks, the F-150 and then the Rivian, check them out. And also you'll hear a little bit from Aaron Jones as well. He uh, wanted to fanboy a little bit with the All Electric family and joined us for the interview. So please enjoy. Welcome to Plug In For More, brought to you by EVUniverse.com. EV Universe is your one-stop shop for all things related to the electric vehicle. Here on this podcast, our goal is to educate, inspire, and hopefully make your transition into the electric vehicle marketplace a lot less intimidating. And now, here are your hosts, Mike, Tom, and Bryant. Well, we just want to just get started into this, and I'd love to hear about what brought you guys into the EV space and, and how you got involved with travel and Rivian or Tesla or what, you know, what stuff you're working with? One Thanksgiving day, I was cruising the internet and, uh, found a 2012, uh, Tesla model S that was a, a decent deal at the time. Anyways, I was so excited about it that I, uh, came back and, uh, from Kansas City to Lincoln, Nebraska, about three hours to pick it up. And uh, <laughs> I, this is the first uh, charging fail of my life. Uh, <laughs> I didn't quite realize much about uh, EVs that you, I thought you just plug it into a wall and it would be charged in no time. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so was going to drive back down to Kansas City. Well, it, it had like 50 or 60% battery. And uh, I'm like, it told me to go back to the Tesla supercharger in Lincoln, which is like five miles. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to hit one on the way. There's plenty on the way. And I pull in an hour away from Lincoln and uh, plug in. And I just go into the restaurant and I'm looking at my, uh, looking at my phone and I'm like, what's going on? Like, it's not charging very fast. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the, I just, besides that point, like having an electric vehicle was just so much fun to me. It was something new. It was techie. It was, it was just, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. It was just something different. And so I fell in love with it at that point in time. We have always have a had a lust for adventure, and that was uh, more brought on by Katie. And so, yeah, just always, always ready to try something new and and just latest and greatest. And so, sure, you know, we just kind of dove in from there. So, yeah, we had my brother had a camper that got totaled, and so 
that's kind of how we got into the camping side of things. And she talked me into that. I just thought it was going to be another thing to fix and work on. (laughs) Honeydew list. (laughs) So, Which is reasonable to assume that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With TikTok is your guys' biggest platform right now. Mm -hmm. It is. What was the first video there that went viral that you realized, oh man, we are onto something here. (laughs) Um, That would be actually, um, doing the because we got a tesla model x so the model s lasted for a little while um and then we actually didn't have any electric vehicles and then steve came to me with the idea of getting a model x so we we had the the model x and it could do the christmas stuff and i'm a little bit of a christmas Mm -hmm. fanatic and so that was like the first thing (laughs) that i posted about the car on tiktok was it doing like the christmas show where it does the where it opens the wings and does a little dance and stuff. And uh, that actually was the first video that I posted on TikTok. And at the time, you know, we were just on YouTube. So, you know, getting a thousand views was like this big deal and posted it. And all of a sudden it was like in a thousand views, you know, instantly. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so we uh, and then we started sharing like there everything was, <laughs> yeah there was three christmas videos that yeah did just there. took off mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah and so now with the the traveling you guys are doing with the rivian yes. and lightning and towing the airstream like what are your goals around it as this is starting to take shape uh see how far we can push the limit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we just we enjoy the uh, challenge of it it's something that is going to only get bigger from here moving forward and you're starting to see more on the rv side them realizing that and it's pushing their technology uh although some of those things haven't come through yet but they're going to be looking for assist drives and stuff like that which honestly will be good for all vehicles whether it's just a regular gas burner diesel or even a hybrid because it's going to what I understand of the industry, that side of it, they're just trying to get you to have the same amount of range or efficiency that you had without uh, pulling a trailer. It's only going to get bigger, whether it's just for EVs or not. But, you know, EVs are obviously the most difficult with towing. And so we want to take on that big challenge and, you know, grow that community as much as possible. And, um, hopefully just provide a lot of information that people can make that decision uh, for themselves when they want to enter uh, that community. And so that, it, and so that's why we started the EVRV rally too. So we could get that community together. Can you tell me more about that? The, the rally? Yeah. So it was just a, a idea we kind of had on a whim um, to try to see, you know, who would, how many people out there towing would want to get together and hang out and talk shop and, you know, tell our, our stories. And, um, so we had the idea in August, found a campground that happened to have some room. And we went and, um, in October in Amana, Iowa and had, um, about 10 different setups. So 10 different EVs towing something that came out and, um, we were all in this one place and, you know, talk shop. And we got to, um, meet the guy, a couple of the guys from Lightship RV, which is, um, a really interesting RV company that is uh, brand new. Like they're just getting their funding and everything. 
And so, you know, we just spent the weekend uh, showing each other, you know, what we were pulling, how we were pulling, telling stories of where we'd been, you know, the charging horror stories. How low have you pulled into the charger <laughs> with <laughs> and all that kind of stuff? So it was, it was a lot of fun, and we're we're hoping we're everybody that was there had a blast and is wanting to do it again. So we're actually just um, starting to. We think we have dates and hopefully a location set for it. So. Um, we are going to be looking at doing one again next year, making a little bit more bigger and a little bit more formal because it was, it was a lot of fun. Everybody had a good time. Very cool. What I was going to ask, especially since people are going to be kind of trying to decide, um, between the Rivian, between the lightning, uh, the model X, did the Rivian and the lightning both come equipped with the tow package? Was that an add on you guys had to do? Uh, the Rivian has, you know, you can't really choose a whole lot with the Rivian and it does come standard with the tow package. The lightning you have to get, I, th I believe it's like the Lariat. Uh, well, maybe it's extended range and then you have to add the tow package and what that gets you. My understanding is just like an extra, um, is it cooling for the battery? It's some sort of extra thing for the battery. And then, um, yeah, so you have to add that. And and it's the Platinum is rated at 8,500, which when they first released this, they said 10,000. But then, you know, must have pulled back, which is the extra equipment or what. And then the um, Lariat's with extended range battery is 10,000. And then the Rivian is 11,000, which is uh, kind of interesting. Wow. Yeah. And it's just a standard hitch and receiver. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, exactly. There's no fancy EV no, no, technology. No, no. With no, the, no, the uh, Tesla had an interesting well, hitch on it. The Model X does, but yeah. like, oh, I've had yeah. to install yeah. many yeah. of them. Well, the, yeah. the Rivian, if you look at uh, some of the photos or videos, you can see how it's tucked underneath yeah, quite a ways. And I thought that was going to be a bit of an issue uh, just with, you know, the, the proximity of everything, but it, it really isn't. And, you know, I'm assuming the reason that they did that is all, what is it, departure angle or wh whatever that's called. Oh, I think that's why they did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. But interesting enough, the, the Rivian is more stable than the F-150, which mm -hmm. I would not have thought that going into this. Yeah. Huh. And, yeah. and it's, it's funny because when we first started posting you know, pictures of the Rivian and the Airstream together. I mean, everybody was like, that thing's overloaded. You're a danger to society, you know? And then we're like, actually, it's like well within its towing limits because it's just in the size. It doesn't look like it can handle a 30 yeah. foot trailer, but man, it it is solid going down the road and yeah. it is well within its limits. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah. kind of rolling into that, uh, you guys spend a lot of time responding to these these guys or <laughs> these people on tiktok what's the biggest thing the biggest misconception you find yourself kind of educating on daily um it's that well it, it all, probably honestly ends up being the time factor how long it takes um we get a lot of you know well that took your entire vacation or 
you know, it took you 10 hours longer or something like that. Or, you know, it takes 12 hours to charge every time. And you're like, no, actually it doesn't. Um, so we, that's probably our biggest one is the time. Um, and then just range would be the next one after that. People thinking, you know, when you're towing that you can go, you know, 80 miles an hour and, you know, we watch TFL. We love the stuff that they do, but they put out that video that you can only go 80 miles of range towing. And it's like, you know, we want to put like an asterisk and be like, well, okay, but <laughs> there's so many factors that can go into that where you can make it go, you know, you can go longer and you can get up to 150 miles when you're towing. Um, so that's probably the two, the two biggest things. Yeah. You could get a lot further if we, didn't have a 30 foot yeah. <laughs> airstream, you know, like <laughs> the, the, the reality is, <laughs> you know, if we had a, a, a smaller camper, we, we'd make it look real good. Yeah. You know? So it's, sure. it's, it's one of those things, but we bought it for our family. We, we bought the trucks exactly how we want them. You know, the, uh, Rivian's got the, um, 20 inch off-road tires. Like <laughs> that's, that's the worst efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just we did not everything. choose options for aerodynamics so, and efficiency. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it is what it is. Yeah. So. yeah. Now, did you have any fears of starting EV travel, like with towing the trailer and like all oh, we yeah. talk about these misconceptions? And then did any of mm -hmm. these other fears come true, or what would you tell the people that are thinking about wanting to do the same thing to help them get them over mm -hmm. that hump? Yeah, it's so he's kind of been more fearless than I have. I've definitely been the one that like has more range anxiety. Um, and truth be told with the model S originally, I made him get rid of that thing. Um, and you know, it was, it was an early Tesla though. So it was what it was a 2012, right? So, I mean, it was, it was an early Tesla and non autopilot, not, no heated seats. No. Well, and you know, we, my family lived in Kansas city and we live in Lincoln, Nebraska. And, you know, we're not really at the cutting edge of charging technology out here, you know, so chargers were few and far between. And we would drive from Lincoln, Nebraska to Kansas City, and the car just didn't have the range, you know, so we had to stop and charge on the way to Kansas City. Um, and I just I, we had little tiny babies at the time. And I was just like, I'm over this thing, like, we can't do this. Um, and so he had to kind of convince me to, when we went to go get the Model X, um, you know, and he's like, it can make it to Kansas City without having to stop to charge. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll give this a try again. Um, and then we we got the Tesla and, um, you know, to most, to most people considering going EV, I would say to go Tesla first, just because of the charging infrastructure, because we got the Tesla, it was super easy to charge you know, no issues. I mean, ever with charging with the Tesla and it was great. And we loved it. Um, even with towing, you know, the biggest thing was, was because on the Teslas you pull in forward, it's a little bit more difficult to, um, get creative with pulling in to, or sorry, no, you don't pull them forward, you pull them backwards. So, um, when you pull them backwards, it's harder to, to get creative, to charge without having to unhook. And so that was our biggest thing, um, with towing. So then we, you know, once I fell in love with the Tesla and then he showed me the Rivian, um, you know, way back before it was a thing, it was just this idea that was out there. And, um, 
told me that it could tow a bigger trailer and all of this stuff. And so I was, I was in, um, and you know, so we waited for that. And actually the reason we ended up with a lightning reservation too, was because we were supposed to get the Rivian in 2020, but it didn't come out and it didn't come out. So then he put in the reservation for the lightning so we could tow something bigger. Um, and then we ended up getting both of them within like three months of each other. So that's when you start getting into the issues. When we started getting on this, the CCS network is when we saw our first kind of hiccups with charging and having to worry a little bit more about that range anxiety and stuff. I was going to ask, next question was, so when did it go bad? <laughs> when have it? When has it gone when, bad? When you have travel? to drive along I-80 with a CCS network in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> the... Electrify America, unfortunately, isn't the most uh, reliable. And I don't have fear uh, with range anxiety. So when, you know, I'm just like, I called Electrify America. I checked the app. It's working. And then 10 minutes out from the charger, look at my app, and it's down. <laughs> All of them. That's oh, when it, wow. uh, it is a problem. And yeah. And then, and you're towing a trailer at that point. Yeah. So we were in the lightning that time around. Yeah. So and it took us what a couple of years for it to go bad. So yeah, that's pretty yeah good. of towing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's not. I mean, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> still not great. But yeah, we that was a unique situation too. Normally, I would have just went to a campground, stayed the night. Um, cause that was always our backup plan, but yeah, it, we had somebody ahead of us and they said they charged it, this particular charger that wasn't saying it was online yet. And Brand so, uh, yeah, I dropped the trailer and went, you know, down the road with, you know, not even enough range to get there thinking I could charge and get back. Cause we were really trying to get out to Colorado for an event okay. and yeah so anyway. and i mean we've made a few a few mistakes in that because we were trying to push it and get there on a time frame um and so we wanted to just move on we wanted to get further down the road we wanted to get into denver stay the night in denver and then go on up to the mountains and um so we were just trying to push it too hard when we knew we shouldn't have because across the parking lot from there's a hotel just i mean across the street from where that Electrify America sits in Ogallala, Nebraska. And it's a J1772, so it's slow. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you a while to get any charge. Um, but instead of just going over there and getting some charge, I mean, we had our camper. We could have had dinner. We could have, you know, just taken our time and gone on when we decided we had enough charge to get to the next charger, but instead we wanted to get there faster. So Steve went on to this Julesburg charger and, um, you know, dropped the trailer. The kids and I stayed in the camper in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> and then he calls and, you know, he's like, well, I'm at the charger, but the truck is dead <laughs> and the charger is uh... not working. And so, um, you know, then all of the, well, we should have started yeah. kicking in, but, um, you know, he ended up having to have the, the car towed back to, 
it was a J1772, right? Yeah. So he had it towed back to a J1772 in Ogallala. It was a hundred degrees. So, you know, and we didn't bring any generators with us or anything. So we ended up staying in a hotel. (laughs) It was just a whole, a whole ordeal. But looking back, we would have done it differently and not been stranded. (laughs) But, you know, you live and you learn. And the lovely thing is we get to document it and throw it on the internet. And then everybody gets to, you know, make decisions after the fact. Yes. Learn from our mistakes, please. I think that's the coolest thing is that people are now watching this and they're going, you know, half of the crowd is going, oh, this is why we don't buy it. Yes. And, and the other half of the crowd's like, oh, shit, I almost did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well in, our, uh, in our travels, I had somebody uh, come up to me and say, I can't believe you released that video. That That just makes things look bad. And I'm just like. Well, I, I, we just want to be true with our community. And so it's just, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Like we were ding dongs and, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that's really cool because the reality is it's not perfect mm-hmm. yeah. and you got to know how to work around it or not, or yeah. not even work around it. It's just a matter of, it's just a little bit different way of thinking about it. And, yeah. you know, I, I, one of the questions I often ask is like, is between any sort of driving in a, whether it's travel or just commuting in a electric vehicle versus a gas vehicle, is there parts of a gas vehicle you miss? I mean, I, I don't want to be an EV fanboy all the time because yeah, I mean, it's just trying to figure out, are there parts of it that are better? So I, I honestly miss, uh, the sound of it. Um, there's, you know, just that the instant torque on an electric vehicle is amazing. But there's also something about just a gas vehicle. And I'm sure it's just reminiscing from, you know, learning how to drive and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just nostalgic. But there's something about that. And there's also, like, something about, you know, even if it's as silly as putting in a can and air filter to get more airflow, you know. Like, (laughs) just silly things like that. I used to do uh, more to my vehicle than that. But it's just, like just modifying it and doing stuff like that to, to make it, you know, perform better. Like that's a lot of fun tinkering with that. And so yeah. there are those aspects and, you know, I grew up, you know, changing my own oil and changing brakes and stuff like that. And so, you know, miss that a little bit. I can't say that I miss that a lot, but, um, you know, so. <laughs> I'll trade <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> but the nostalgia of it, I get that. I don't know. I don't know that there's much that I miss pulling into my garage, my nice warm toasty garage this time of year and plugging my car in and walking away from it take, negates like all things. <laughs> I'm like, nope, that's this is great. I, I will stick with this. Um, I mean, I do. I guess I miss our F-350 a little bit just because it was big and it was bad and it could do, you know, like it was just big American truck, you know, <laughs> so I did like that. But uh felt like I had some cred when I was listening to my country music when I was in the F-350, you know, but looking down at the other yes. people. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, the convenience of it, especially in the day to day, just negates, you know, anything that I miss <laughs> from a gas vehicle. So, so do both the Lightning and the Rivian, do they both have preconditioning? So they're, they warm up before you can get into them in the morning? Yeah, because yeah. I was 
it just started getting cold. I'm out in North Carolina, so I had to walk out in my gym clothes to start my car this oh, morning wow. to get it to warm up. And I'm like, man, if I just had an electric car that would have warmed up, I had to do this. For you, it's 60 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. where I was going to like, <laughs> it's like six feet of snow outside my window <laughs> yeah no um and that is really both of them have it. yeah yeah and yeah. that's so nice yes it is very nice especially when you get into these winter months that's yeah it is it's amazing um the the rivian's a bit more slick the ford i feel like runs off of the gas or ice, whatever you want to call it, uh, platform where you press start in the Ford Pass app, and then it you know says it's starting. It may take thirty seconds, and you don't really know if it's going. But every single time, it's go- it's been going. So yeah. So someone who's on the fence, they're not sure if they want to be on buy an EV. What's your pitch? How do you how do you help them work through that decision making process? Once you get out there and you do it a couple times it you you it, it's just a little bit of a shift in mindset you just have to think about things a little bit differently and once you make that shift it feels normal and it feels i mean like it, there's no there's no issue to it yeah i i always tell people that they should you know kind of dip their toes in slowly have one electric vehicle um and then you know another vehicle if they've always been used to you know a gas vehicle in and do it that way and you know take one on a trip you know the ev on a trip one time that maybe isn't as crucial to get their exact time and see how that goes but your day-to-day i mean yeah i know we make it look like we're traveling every day but yeah you know, the day-to-day <laughs> like it's it it really so is a no-brainer mm-hmm. um i'm very technical too so i'll talk them through the charging aspect of it because I get worried about that. A lot of people think you can just plug it into, you know, a regular outlet and be fine. And some people can do that and be fine, but I just want to make sure so they don't get this electric vehicle and then they're just complaining because they're still having to go somewhere to charge it once or twice a week. And so that that can become problematic. So I, I talk them through that. I, it just to make sure that it's right for them. So my my sales pitch is just you know talking them through it and i want them to make the decision that's best for them and their family and uh it, it doesn't doesn't really matter to me uh whether they whether they do it or not <laughs> you're not in anyone's back pocket do your research and check there's an, there is enough youtube videos enough information out there these days and go find somebody that's you know telling you information that's actually living with it on the day to day and and learn about the car cuz there's enough information out there to, to know before you, you know, what you're getting into before you buy it. And I think for most people, it's going to work and it will work well and, and be pretty darn easy to make the transition. And just as someone personally, who's on the fence, and I, I don't mean I'm on the fence of whether or not I want an EV. It's more of which EV do I want? Mm-hmm. Um, Turo. Turo is your best yeah. friend. Like you can go and you know, a hundred dollars a night is a heck of a lot cheaper than a thirty-five thousand car you don't yeah. love. Yes. Yeah. So, go take your Model Three or your EV6 out for a day or mm-hmm. two. See how you have to drive around. Um, me personally, I don't drive more than two hundred miles a week, so I can charge once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of people who are driving anywhere from six to 700 miles a week or, or greater than that, then maybe this car is not right for you, but there could be another EV on the market. Mm -hmm. So like you guys said, get your information from someone who lives with it daily and then make it a part of your daily life. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not as expensive as a lot of people think. Yeah. I mean, when you get into the traveling piece of it and stuff and even, you know, us going from home to a campground that's 50 miles down the road, you know, especially when we're charging at home, there starts to be a pretty significant savings between taking an F-350 <laughs> to do that job or taking the Rivian to do that job. So, you know, there's just a lot of factors that go into it. Looking into the future of EVs, <laughs> what are you guys most excited about? What are you most optimistic about? I mean, what, what's got you guys just biting at the bit? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, more money being pushed into the industry uh, as far as your legacy automakers. Uh, you know, they're going to do their thing in the beginning, but eventually they're going to have to really be innovative and uh, push the limits with stuff. Um, you know, it, I like the idea of GM's uh, 800 volt system. I don't know if that's the right way to go. Uh, I have not test that but i'm super excited to test that out the only thing i will say for towing aspect is they put the charger on the back so that'll be interesting mm -hmm. um the charging port on the back and as katie stated earlier that was a bit difficult with towing but i'm assuming like rivian's doing in the future they're going to have a towing you know, a specific charger where you can just pull in. So it's probably not going to be that big a deal. That would be something that I'd be excited uh, to see in the future. There's obviously going to be, what, $1.2 trillion. Not all of it's going to EVs, but there's, you know, a, lots of billions <laughs> that's going to be. I was going to say, that's, that's an alien with <laughs> lots of zeros. <laughs> that's lots of zeros <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how much uh they actually pump into that and they're actually innovative i am a bit worried that they don't have their uh supply chains down to actually keep these chargers going uh you know they're gonna put a bunch of them out there and uh you know but anyways there's gonna be more chargers so obviously your probability of getting one that's working is going to increase and uh yeah, that's I'm I'm excited about all the pickups that are coming out. I you know would like to uh, have maybe an SUV or something like that, but right now just with all the trucks coming out, that's why we have two trucks, and uh, we will probably have that for the next year or so, uh, where we have you know two trucks just testing them out, you know putting them through their paces, and I want to see you know some of these new innovative. Most importantly for me, the 800 volt. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, the Polestar three will be out really soon. You guys can get that SUV there. Yeah. yeah, i I will be pushing for an SUV again in the future. Just you know, the mom car, but uh, you know, the trucks work out well now. And uh, you know, like like Steve said, the charging and and having it be more readily available. And you know, I think some of my excitement comes from. The, the changes that we have already seen from the time that we first had an EV to now and how different it has gotten and how much better it has gotten in that short period of time. So, you know, the changes are coming and it is getting better. And so to watch that happen so quickly, um, 
you know, and thinking of different places that we can go once, you know, the, the infrastructure's there and it's going to be happening pretty quickly, I think. Guys, I want to make sure that our listeners can find you. Where where can we find you on your socials at? So we're on pretty much everything is all electric family. So um, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, I guess Twitter is all electric fam because you have to limit your <laughs> number of letters. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, just on all, all of the socials, we're all electric family. Perfect. And I'll make sure we get links in our description of the podcast itself. It was an absolute joy talking with you guys. It's been fun. Um, is there anything else you want to make sure that we know, the listeners know? Or just don't be afraid to get out there and try it. If you, you know, if they, talking about people on the fence, like just just go give it a shot and see see how it it goes. Yeah, <clears throat> I was told by my brother to go test drive a, a Model S. And I'm like, oh, those things look like spaceships. I'm not sure that's right for me. And then I sat in the thing and I pressed on the accelerator and I'm like, okay, I want one. Like, yeah. that's all it took. <laughs> so it's yeah. just the instant torque and it was just yeah. cool technology. So you're right. The the Turo uh, idea is great that mm-hmm. Aaron was talking about. That, that would be something great or just go to a dealership that has a, a electric vehicle if you just want to take a short drive and test drive that cool I, I look forward to hopefully having you guys on for some guest highlights too at, at some point in time in the future yeah, we'd love to thank you for listening to plug in for more make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes in the meantime check out the one-stop ev marketplace eveuniverse.com until next time